Welcome everybody to the Rotating Tap Podcast. We've got Steve Vanderplue, Corey David, and special guests. Maybe beer people talking comedy or comedians talking beer. Listen up everybody and we'll see what you will hear. I won't waste any more time because it's going very fast. It's the Rotating Tap Podcast. Welcome to the Rotating Tap Podcast. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm Corey David. I'm Steve Vanderplue. And today we are at Dry Dock Brewing Company out in Aurora. I forget how far away this place actually is sometimes. <laughs> with Kevin and Eric. Say hi, guys. Hey. How's it going? I'm, I'm Eric. Uh, I remember how far that drive is every morning. I'm in the tech center. I'm Kevin Delang. I'm in the tech center. It's seven minutes across the damn road. So you don't need, not to, far at all. You don't need to brag about it. What do you own the place? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we live in a slum. We're on the other side of town. This guy's living in the tech center in the high life. Yeah, I don't even. I, I live under a bridge, but like the bridge is falling apart. So yeah, is it falling apart or are they removing it? Uh, it's natural. It's naturally just eroding. Yeah, not as fast as that cardboard box you live in. Well. They help. They help with. Okay, somehow this the rent. To be a the, rent the rent is still somehow a thousand dollars on the box yeah, exactly. under the bridge. Yeah, exactly. it's Denver, you know. Yep. So actually, could you guys just do us a quick little uh, synopsis of what you guys do here? Oh, me first. Yeah, I like it. Up. Okay. Well, well <laughs> I'm. Uh, my name is Eric Matelski. I'm the tap room manager. So I manage both locations: the South Dock and the Canoe Room at North Dock. Nice. Very cool. Uh, my name's Kevin DeLang. I'm one of the owners. I'm one of the co-owners. I'm in charge of production side. My cards, card says uh, ideas guy. And there were a few nice. years ago that one of my head brewers said, um, when we were coming up with new titles, mm-hmm. I'm like, what should my title be? What should it be? Especially like president. And it's like, it was Brett uh, from Little Machine now. And Brett looks at me and says, it'd be easier for me to suggest a title if we knew what you did here. Yeah. yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Can anybody tell us what exactly. your job description exactly. actually is? So, used to be the brewer, but now I manage more of the production side. Sure. Ideas guy to me reminds me of a friend of mine that used to work at Dogfish Head. And he said that Sam would just show up every once in a while and just throw a, a bunch of sticks into a batch of 60 minute. And just be yeah. like, yeah, he's the, this is the creative process. Yep. Just unfolding in front of our eyes. <laughs> so that's his guy. What a savant. What a genius. We're really happy to be here. You guys have this awesome classroom style setting in the brewery that I didn't even realize was a part of. You got a homebrew shop here. You got the classroom. Like, what do we, what do you guys predominantly use this for normally? Podcasts. Yeah. This is the new podcast studio. Podcasts. Exactly. It's our podcast room. Yeah. We know some down and out comics that would be happy to occupy this space for you. Anytime. We can rent it to you cheap. We have a, we started out with a homebrew shop actually uh, way back in 2002 before we had the, the brewery in the same strip mall building. And we've since been expanding and opened up the brewery here in 2005. And in, uh, and gosh, just the last three years, uh, there was a little bit more space available. And so we took over a little bit more of that direction, moved the homebrew shop there, and then put it in the classroom. So here we do homebrew stuff, um, teach people how to make beer, wine, cheese. And then it also works out good for private parties pre-COVID, where yeah. you could have people rent out the room and do things like this, and also meeting space. Because yeah. we, we have our other location, but here, we just ran out of office space, so it's yeah. nice to have a room. You could rent this out to Denver Public Schools, I'm sure. They're looking for some extra <laughs> yeah, space. Just, <laughs> just the tutors. Yeah, yeah. So. Just <laughs> whenever you need some extra space for your classroom. 
Just come it. over here. This is super nice. It, it feels like a break room where you can actually like relax, honestly. Yeah. Just being in here, I'm like, it's so laid back. Yeah, we're usually not allowed into nice places yeah, like we're this. Not. So. <laughs> I live under a bridge, remember? <laughs> remember how that wasn't funny the first time I said yeah, it? Yeah, that's how a callback <laughs> works. If it wasn't funny yeah. the first time, say it again. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Rule of threes, there'll be a third. <laughs> then make sure it happens. So you guys are, actually this is pretty common in Colorado where breweries are a part of strip malls as opposed to being like independent facilities. Like, how did that happen where you guys were just like, you know what? There used to be a J.C. Penny here, but this looks like a great spot for our next brewery. A checker Auto Parts. It used to be a Checker Auto Parts. Yeah. <laughs> but, but That's but why I there's think oil spills on the ground. The, the happy situation is that you started as the Brew Hut. Yeah, so the Brew Hut was here. It yeah, was yeah. a storefront that, you know, became a brewery. Yeah, we purchased the Brew Hut in 2002. The guy wanted to get into motorcycles. He had that business for eight years. One-man shop, purchased the homebrew shop, and he's the one that told me, uh, back in 2002 that, you know, you can open up a tasting room brewery in Colorado and with a manufacturer's license and you don't have to distribute or you can just sell it across the bar. And I'm like, no, you can't. And three years go by and I'm doing the homebrew shop thing and everything's going good, but I'm a natural entrepreneur getting a little antsy. And so I called the liquor enforcement division in Colorado, just asked for the director. That sounds like a wing to, of the Death Star, by the way. Well, I, just, I just called her. Sometimes they feel like that, but they, you know, they're usually pretty nice. I said, hey, can I do this? She's like, absolutely, you can. It's 800 square feet. And I'm like, well, not got a hole in the wall. There's a space next to the homebrew shop and, and opened up the first tasting room brewery in Colorado in 2005. Man, they, awesome. say, they say watch out for motorcyclists, but that guy knew what he was talking about the yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So when you started opening the brewery, when you opened the brewery itself, like how confident were you in the ability for this space to actually start in, like a brewery here? I mean, I don't know if a lot of other places in Aurora that are killing like you guys I was like a home brewer that barely knew what he was doing. Good. Seriously, yeah. I mean, really didn't. There's plenty yeah. of people that are doing that now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The good news is it was such a small space and I had friends in the brewing community that um, would come by, like, that were actual real brewers um, that went to school for it, and they'd come by, like, a half a bag of this grain. He used air quotes, by the way. Just yes. yeah. All of the, all <laughs> the real <laughs> brewers that he started <laughs> with still exist. <laughs> they do still exist. All these losers I started with. No, uh, but no, and I couldn't be a brewer today, but at any rate, because you have to be too consistent, and I don't care if I make it the same every time. Yeah. So I opened up 800 square feet and asked for help with these guys. But I called every brewery in the state. And except New Belgium, I figured they didn't have any equipment for me. But I called every brewery and said, do you have any old equipment? And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I got this homebrew shop and I want to open up a brewery. And then guys from Ska called me back two months later and said, hey, there's this brewery in Palisade that's going out. They've got some tanks and this other guy's got some tanks. And took over 800 square feet, asked for help from uh, my customers who started to become my friends and just winged it. The good news is I could make good tasting beer and it didn't matter if it was the same every time. Because I'm brewing it and bartending and cleaning the bathrooms. And I was there, and I'm like, well, I screwed yeah. this one up royally. Tastes great, but it's 8% instead of 6%. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so it, it worked out well that I could, in that kind of, when you're talking to the brewer and the owner, you can screw up all you want. Yeah, which we'll get to more of these later, but that finally reminds me of a review that I saw about this very thing when I was looking it up from Tyson Romich. I don't really get why everybody loves this place. You might luck out and get a good beer, but I've ordered the same brew every time, and it's always different. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. I mean, it's nice that you can have that luxury and people really gotta, enjoy we've it. We've got to find it right, if we have a break at some point when somebody thinks I'm in a closet. 
Um, yep. But that one's pretty fun. If you bring up <laughs> blink twice. And then <laughs> responses. Kevin, blink twice if you're still with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Open your fun. eyes. <laughs> if you can yeah. still hear us. Uh, you know what I'm itching for is uh, some comedy on this comedy podcast. Oh, yeah. That's I want some idea. fucking jokes. Yeah, but we figured out the best way to do this was we used to have people tell us the joke and then we'd get to other segments. But nope. we found that the best way to do it is to actually have you guys chug the beer that you want to chug for, for the day. And Ooh. then, and then do the tell show. us the joke. So, yeah. Yeah. so can we talk about what we're chugging? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's what you do. So here's what, so you, you're going to tell us what it is first. And then you're going to chug the beer and then you're going to tell us the joke. So this is a wonderful Belgian strong ale. That comes in at 8%. We're drinking a full 8%. pint. And these guys are going oh, for the bonus points. 8.3. Oh, that 8.3. Yeah, note that on the sheet. Noting. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you know, I might have to do my stretches while I talk on this one. But um, we produce this beer. It's called the, the Big John Ale. We produce a Big John beer every year. This uh, benefits the Aurora Firefighters Benevolent Fund. Um, so we, we get a home brewer from the fire department. We take their recipe. We expand on that and, and go from there. So yeah. this is the, one of those like light. Fire hose to fill up the <laughs> we should be doing that for the chugging, right? You just stand in front of the hose. I was hoping you guys were going to stone cold Steve Austin this thing and just shoot a fire hose at somebody. You each get a turn, and then that's the fastest chug that you that's can do. That's the fastest <laughs> chug. Well, I like this idea of raising money for firefighters instead of them stopping traffic with a boot in their hands. So boot, you get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. like, here, have a beer instead. The firefighters like it, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it sure. seems like right up their alley. All right, so Eric, you going first? I'll, I'll go first because I think standing up. I think yeah. Kevin can show me up here. Well, I so don't know. I, I need to oh, stretch it out. This method has proven to be successful. Uh, Andres, our not athletic friend, did yeah. the same thing. Not saying anything he about you. He is on the top ten leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. All right. I have so to start from first. First six. Yeah, so right as soon as the glass touches your lips, staring me down. Like, I'm going to give him some motivational speech, but I don't know oh, if I can do a, that. It's a casual chug. set. He's got to need the three seconds, though. Yeah, this is like a Sunday stroll. A Kevin is looking at him with dismissive eyes, like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> okay, oh. okay. We got a time. We got a time. About 14, 15. Oh, we'll tell you at the end. All right, so his eyes are watering heavily. <laughs> it's a good thing he's got that <laughs> bandana around his so, neck. So, yeah, tell us a little bit more about this beer he just chugged. <laughs> um... So wonderful uh, Belgian strong ale. We like wonderful beers. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's got all those nice like fruity esters that you expect out of a, a good Belgian. Like for me, like I like a little bit of more of that um, bubble gum kind of ester that shows up in a in a good Belgian. So yeah. um, drinks like a light summer beer. But we'll see what happens when I try to stand up again. That's the trick with Belgians, so. man. They go down easy, but then that ten yeah. percent gets old you real fast. Wow. All right, what do you got for a it's joke? Really good. Oh, um, so I, I, being working in a brewery, I'd like to kind of present this joke in that the, um, like uh, beer trivia kind of style. Wild premise, but all right. <laughs> so, this is one of my favorite jokes. Um, I have a friend who only has one joke in his repertoire, and it's this joke. So, what is the difference between an epileptic clam shucker and a prostitute with diarrhea? Again, you can't use your cell phone for answering this question, but what is the difference between an epileptic clam shucker and a prostitute with diarrhea? One of them showed up to my family barbecues a lot. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 
Ditto. Uh, <laughs> one of them shucks between fits. All right. Oh. All right. Hey. If, if you need me to explain it, I will. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I that's like solid. it. Put it on the board. It's on the sheet. It's on the sheet. <laughs> Shucking between fans. Mine's on the other end of the spectrum, but we'll get there in a little bit. Okay. Sounds great. Kevin, ready for your chug? Yeah, I don't know if I should do the stand-up. Like, now, you're no, chugging the same beer, right? Same beer, yeah. So. Anything you'd like to add? The thing I would like to add is, is in, breweries are making all these fun, crazy beers and all these different fruit flavors and spices, and, and we do the same thing. The hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. I miss Belgian Golden's traditional styles yeah. that are eight. 0.3% alcohol is yeah. also kind of nice to take yeah. home in a crowler. So when, yeah, this is one of our favorite beers we've made in a while. So, yeah. and uh, I'm wondering if it was a good idea to have one right before you guys got here. Yeah. And the answer is out. always yes, Kevin. Always the answer yes. is so. always yes. All right, we're So this guy oh, yeah, is ready to go. I'm just gonna do it sitting down. We'll see. I know I can beat his. I'm, I'm like three school? months older than him. Sunday stroll. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little Sunday stroll of a drink, in my opinion. He's gonna need that three seconds. Here we go. Whenever he's ready. The old tried and true oh, tested yeah. method of sitting he is down. A, home a lot of throat action. Whoa. A lot of throat action. <laughs> okay. And he even threw up the fist for a time. Like a I gymnast mounting a, mounting a move. Like maybe he could have done slightly better, but I am happy with that performance. <laughs> you should be. You should be. A little bit better. I'm, happy. Uh, I'm proud of you. You can burp. You can burp as loud as you want to. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. That's highly encouraged. And it was a good burp afterward. Wow. That was... That, Put a lot of comics to shame and comics. Good. Alcohol comics also, dominate so. this leaderboard, so we're happy to see somebody oh, in the oh, queer really? community. Have yes. been hooked carrying their weight? No, they haven't. I think no. they've been filling up before we get here. Uh, it's usually the answer. Yeah, it's usually. I think that's usually problem. a lot of yeah, a lot of testing things off they the plate tanks. Be on, right? Yeah. On anything on microphone. <laughs> no, I just need to pull so. another nail on this barrel just to make sure it how it's aged in the past <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> uh, see how it goes. Oh wait, we gotta get a joke. We gotta get a joke. So I am. Not a big juke teller, so I had to reach I out to say a Jew first. Jew, <laughs> not a big Jew. So I still got this, this Belgian working through my esophagus or wherever. Yeah, that's the fun part of telling the joke. Uh, so I had to reach back. I have lots of nieces and nephews, and so I have two very, very quick ones. Opposite spectrum of appropriateness of Eric's. Uh, <laughs> what is Kyle's favorite coffee. subject in school? Uh, movies. Music. Nice. Now, okay. my favorite one, okay. uh, my nephew's favorite one. Classic is, uh, cow humor. What happens, or what does a fish say when it runs into a wall? Ow. Damn. Yeah, ah. that's good. That's my favorite ah. kid's show ever. That was smart. Right. That yeah. was smart and witty. Takes yeah. a little bit. I told this to like eight people this morning at the art production brewery. Two of them didn't get it. Yeah. So I won't name anybody's name. Took me a split so, second. You can name names. Just a second. They're not going to listen. Corey says jokes all the time that I don't get. So yeah. we, we totally understand. You should see most of our audiences. <laughs> Very confused. They're still looking up whatever Eric said. It's a real high Shucks stuff. between fakes. <laughs> just remember, if they don't get the joke, that's their fault. That's not on me. Exactly. Yeah, man. I love this. I mean, I love uh, Belgian beers in general. It was always – it was the first – I'd say style category, big broad category that I ever really loved. You know, I just um, anything that was a little sweeter, had a higher ABV, was just appealing to me when I was 21, 22. And obviously, you try the gambit, you know, as you get older, but that was the first one I kind of gravitated towards. Uh, you guys want to hear some times? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Eric. I'm glad nobody was enthused by that comment. Yeah. Everybody was like, that's fucking cool, <laughs> like, Corey. Like, Moving on. Move Nerd. On. <laughs> That was a comedy show. Also, there's, I can see, I'm. You're so, off the show. I'm a huge hockey fan, and 
And the Avs game is about to start in the reflection, and it just is so distracting to me. I love yeah, you're like a playoff hockey. Right I, I am. Playoff hockey is really like one of my favorite things of all time. Yeah, why so are you I'm, itching your neck so bad? I'm over here fiending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, coming down. I'm coming down off of a fifth overtime game. It's going to be uh, the shortest episode ever. Yeah, uh, no. This will be a good. Well, I, I'll I'll focus. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. we appreciate you being here. At the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, Eric, you uh, did okay. <laughs> I showed up, man. Respectable, <laughs> and we appreciate that you went the extra mile. So you came in at twelve point two five seconds, regular time. Regular time. Okay. With the three seconds off. You unfortunately only move up two spaces. Uh, you're right in front of Matt from River North. Okay. Uh, All right, I like Matt. The participation mm-hmm. trophy we'll give you afterward. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll yeah. send it to you. It's a college degree, by the way. <laughs> I do terrible when I'm iced too, so it's uh, not, yeah. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Do you guys I, just ice people with like other things here, like a triple per se? We have it. You know what? We used to, when we first got that shuffleboard table, though, if you got skunked on shuffleboard, you had to do a vanilla thunder, which is half vanilla border, half apricot blonde with whipped cream on top. But That's better than the naked lap we asked. Yeah, we used to have to do in college. Oh, yeah. If you got yeah, shut out in a drinking game in college, you were doing the naked lap. Yeah. Man. No? Nobody else ever had to do something like no that? Naked laps. No naked lap. No naked lap? Not even voluntarily? Is this an all boy school? All my nerd <laughs> guy friends playing pinball? No, we aren't doing a naked lap. Listen, we pretended girls were around. <laughs> if we lost, we just had to watch gladiator movies in the dark. Like, it wasn't like... Yeah, uh, we, yeah. one time we made a Stanley Cup out of empty beer cans. That's like the craziest thing I ever did. That is the highlight. Life. Yeah, so no naked laps. Kevin, we got to talk, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, We're breaking up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> With your total time, your time before the time off, mm. you came in at 4.08 seconds. Shit! Which would put you in third place overall. Already. But with your three seconds off, you are now in second place. I know we Matt from the Pioneer. Nice. Well done. Thank you. I knew Very you well it. done. And I felt like when I got done, I'm like, that's about as good as I could do. Yeah. You <laughs> just remember you second place is one step closer to losing. Yeah, this is his second loser. Or? And his employees are happy to hear that's the most effort he's put in all day. <laughs> <laughs> I call that an idea. He's the ideas guy. <laughs> I'm better at chugging beer than I am at playing goalie for my rec hockey team, I can tell you that. Okay. When the hockey team listens to this, they'll all acknowledge that. Yeah, sure. totally. That's great. I mean, but Kraken's top five is very respectable. What do they give you shit for? Five hole? They go five hole on you a lot? Uh, the worst is not five hole as much as it goes by somewhere between my pad and my glove, and I'm not sure where. Uh, if it was, was that above my glove or below my glove or my blocker? Or yeah. The worst is when it goes in and you don't know where, yeah, no, where it sucks. got by you. I played goalie for a few years, actually, so I know how it feels. And then didn't afterward because it didn't go very well? Or? No, I was, I was really good, but I couldn't get – it was in high school, and I was better than the varsity goalie, but the varsity goalie's dad was the coach. And so I, if, I, if I wanted to be the varsity Typical goalie, soft story. Yeah. yeah. If I, yeah so, you were better, but the, the coach was... Yeah, the coach, the coach was obviously nepotistic, so... It's always the coach's fault. That's for <laughs> sure. So, I mean, our coach was... He was a dick, but we did have a, a pretty good coach. But he doesn't sound bitter about it, does he? No. No. Yeah. He hasn't thought about it a day since... We did pretty good. Where do you stand with hockey? Because, I mean, being the tasting room manager, like I feel like you got to at least act like you enjoy a lot of different things whether you want to be fully ingrained in it or not 
Um, you guys had one of my favorite conversations with the folks at Epic about sports ball. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are into it. <laughs> okay. They understand. When, when you're in the, the bar in the service industry, you have to be into every sport. Right. Sure. So yeah. it's, it's one of those where you, you don't have to know as much stat-wise or be passionate about it. Right. But you kind of have to know who's in the lead, who's doing right. what. Yeah. Um, it's your job. Like, it's, it's conversation. It's, it's everything above that. And so by default, you become passionate about it. And what's the great part about COVID, I guess, if there is a positive side about this, is everything's pretty much a playoff season. Right, right. Because we right kind of we got denied everything. We, they of, so it's baseball, intense, really. But we right see now. how that's working out. But yeah. Speaking of yeah. athletics, I happen to know from a little source, which is myself, first witness, uh, when I did the, the show at the North Dock, I was the, you guys put us up on top in like the storage area. Right. And you had a bunch of Frisbee golf baskets up there. Uh, so where did where does frisbee golf come in for you guys? Ooh, so we have the North Dock location actually has a frisbee golf course on the back side of it, and the great thing about that property is the whole property is licensed under our license. So you sure. can you can grab beer, walk out on that course, and play. And it's nine holes in either direction. That's pretty so awesome. Still yeah. eighteen. We'd actually land and we're like, what the hell are we going to do with it? It's like, let's throw some disc golf baskets in there. Yeah, why the hell not? Really? And That's some great. enthusiastic customers that helped kind of put yeah, that together sure. too. Yeah. And 75 prairie dog colony families. <laughs> yeah. Which just count as bonus points. Yeah. They're just there to feed the snakes. But yeah. I think the, the baskets that you saw up there, we also work with a, a putting league. So in the winter months, we set up putting in the after hours in our warehouse space. That's oh, awesome. And so you can come drink and practice your putting, and there's prizes and just kind of they reward cash, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah after so you get a buzz, side, it's nice so. to throw plastic at stuff. It just, oh my gosh. It just feels good. But these guys are hardcore. Like, a lot They're of the people hardcore. that are showing up for that, it's, and sure. it's a great way of kind of, like, just sharpening and honing your skills throughout the, the off-season. Right. So. The other thing Eric likes about it is he doesn't have to do shit with it because yeah. they manage it. We're yeah. like, yeah, they show up, they set up the baskets, they put it all away. So yeah. it works no, out. That's right. Right. They're just We're a fun group of people. people. So. So. Yeah, those are the best customers. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, you mean I don't have to attend to you guys at all? That's and they great. clean they up their mess. Like, they do. They clean up their mess. They drink a bunch of beer. It works out great. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. You guys have to deal with a lot of prairie dogs behind the other brewery? There's so many yeah, prairie dogs. They're all under age of it. Everywhere. Do not have the bubonic plague? Oh, I, I, the last time we did Shortly. a survey, about 7%, 8% yeah. last time we tested them. So um, we're increasing Yeah, but COVID testing. makes it's it nice look so delicate. <laughs> yeah, we're increasing testing. We, we've let them know that over by the dump truck where the spent green is at, um, we have a, a bubonic plague testing for them. Yeah, that's good. Um, there hasn't been a big response yet. Uh, people coming in for prairie dogs coming in for testing, but the yeah, test is very uncomfortable. Yeah, we're working on. Yeah, yeah, people always go on and on about how spent grain is nice for cows; they just seem happier. But you it's guys have the prairie happiest dogs prairie dogs in yeah. all of Colorado, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, and they taste so good. Well, you got to sacrifice one every once in a while. That's how you keep the brew gods happy. Right. Yeah. If you don't sacrifice, like I always say, if you don't sacrifice at least one prairie dog a month, you're never going to be successful. <laughs> we yeah. don't, but the cars on Tower Road do occasionally. Right. <laughs> when they try to run over to the dessert factory across the street, sometimes they don't make it. Yeah. What? Uh, so what other beer do we have in front of us today? Because I know you guys wanted to talk about something that's coming down. The, is this, this a beer that's coming up? Or this, something this people is a beer that right we now? have out. Um, I think as we all get into the craft beer business and we try other beers, sometimes we just need that just straightforward 
day drinking beer. Yes. Um, and this is our day board lager. Yeah. So it is that nice, just easy drinking. There's a corn base to it, so it makes it a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, but that corn also kind of stands out on the Absolutely. the finishing note too. Do you guys so. do you guys frame it as a Mexican lager at all because of the use of corn? Or we not, don't. You're not on no, the high train. That's corn. The biggest thing I think is the enzymes that Alan, our managing brewer, uses to ferment through more of the the sugars. Um, still have it taste like beer, but be 110 calories and two, three carbs. Yeah. When uh, we opened again, what was it, 15 years? We're about to do our 15th anniversary. Yep. I was probably 70 pounds lighter. And so <laughs> it's just a COVID. They talk about this COVID 20, kind of like the college, the, the freshman, freshman 20. Freshman, the freshman 15, yeah, yeah the COVID 19. Yeah. the COVID 20. I've been yeah. making sourdough bread and cheese and everything at yeah. all. So instead of chugging, you saw how easily I could chug an eight. Point three percent Belgian beer, that shouldn't be what I'm drinking. So it's nice for me to also have some lower calorie, a little more healthy options. Yeah, yeah I'm glad I'm you get balance this out. So it's very drinkable it's, for sure. It's I love how everybody turned into like an artisanal baker when shit went down. They're like, well, I guess I'm <laughs> okay. just gonna have to live off of this forever. It yeah. was great for a homebrew shop because a lot of people used to make beer at home and then they kind of got out of the hobby, and then they're like, oh. Shit, I'm working from home for two months. I'm going to start homebrewing again. So Destin we did the curbside. And- yeah, I started doing curbside pickup, and all these people that didn't have time for their hobby started. Yeah. It's one of the businesses that actually did pretty well. Did well. We got yeah. our butt kicked on everything else, but the homebrew shop uh, did pretty well. We just came by for homebrew supplies, and Kevin just keeps pitching this bread on us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want any more you know, sourdough, make- motherfucker. We've got some. <laughs> you can make cheese. You can make this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of rediscovered hobbies, a lot of new, my roommate got into baking real, real heavily and I was, he's always offering me bread. I was like, I don't really eat, I don't eat Well, you're gonna now. I know. You're gonna sleep with one as a pillow. It's like, why can't we brew beer? So with this beer in particular, you, you mentioned going lighter in calories, going lighter in carbs. You guys also do a seltzer. Has a lot of that, has a lot of your focus in the past six months or so been about that whole like locale market that everybody seems to be going after? This is something that, that we thought would be fun to do because people are doing it. So the beer side, yeah, that was kind of, we wanted a uh, lower cal, uh, lower carb thing. Seltzer, we're just chasing the seltzer train, to be honest yeah. with you. It's like everybody's doing it. And, to be, and I don't say this about our beers all the time. It's going to sound like a freaking ad, and it's not. Because I'll tell you when we make a beer, and I think it's shit. Um, which this is message is brought to you by Dry Dog Brewing Company. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the seltzers, but the seltzers, Alan did such a good job with the seltzers. Um, it was like I was even going to abs game. We were talking about the abs earlier, and, and drinking seltzers occasionally. And, uh, yeah. I think we killed we killed on the seltzers. We did a good job with the seltzers, especially a couple of varieties I like a lot. Um, but that was everybody chasing the seltzer market. Sure, and so yeah. many breweries, it's even big in Colorado, are yeah. doing it. Oh yeah, when you see White Collar Truly, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just. So the numbers too big to not, there. and it's so simple to make for the most part, right? Like you can obviously Once make it as obscure it, as you want, but it's yeah. water, a flavoring agent, and then whatever yeah, you want. And then the sugar. Once you figure it out, it's fairly air quotes again easy. But it took Alan some work to make it taste clean, and that's why ours, I think, tastes clean because you you can't just throw in this distiller's yeast and and ferment it. And yeah, because sometimes that yeast really leaves an off-putting flavor yeah. in yeah. the finish yeah, of the seltzer, especially on a, a craft seltzer. Um, and, and I think the other key was pointing to the, the flavors. So we worked with a lot of natural flavors that stood out a little bit more and also kind of gave a nod to some of the things that we were already doing. Yeah. You know, at 
just slam dunk to say if we we do a seltzer we have to do an apricot apricot blonde is yeah, like yeah. our most popular right. beer yeah. why wouldn't we do an apricot seltzer can you guys just do like a cooler ranch one for me or a yeah. flaming hot spicy locos tacos please we we, we did an imperial seltzer so we we took an uncut version oh, of the seltzer of and oh, it was 14 yeah. percent <laughs> and oh, we sure. added we had to add grapefruit to it because it was so strong. It was like drinking the hand sanitizer that we oh, use yeah. now for yeah. it basically <laughs> so. for the record it was the hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to cover it up. We I lost my vision for a minute, but <laughs> Yeah, they, they have a little hand sanitizer pump at the front of the tasting room for everybody to, you know, wash up before they come in. It's actually a can of their Imperial yeah. seltzer. The the A B V on that is sixteen percent. It's crazy. really I good. Was gonna no. say, <laughs> If we can do a 16% beer where you take six seconds off my time. I'm not going to stop you. For next time. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't have anything in the building right now. I don't think anything would These stop you. Ideas <laughs> <behind> <laughs> you. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. I'm in second freaking place. Yeah. This is the idea. Second place is not. You're in second, second and I'm in like second, second to last. last. Yeah. I know. No, you're not. No, you're not. There are way worse times. This would make me. I'm gonna make it all by myself. But I'm second out of what? You should be proud. Second out of ten. Second out of. 30, oh no no no! We got a, we got a pretty healthy list at this point. Uh, you're looking at 46 people. Oh, I'll take. It. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Second out of 46. There are brewers, degenerates, comics on that list. There are. That's awesome. Heathens. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking at my phone trying to figure out how to text uh, someone to get a beer for us. So okay. we'll wave them down through the window. We appreciate yeah. that. We can always go Dude, we, so we had, speak, so the last comics episode that we did, we do every like five or six episodes we do comics and it's just, we review and rank like different things like malt liquor, cheap beer. And the last one that we did was hard seltzers. And our friend Andres brought the PBR cider, right? raspberry sel- imperial seltzer. It was. It was a dumpster fire. Yeah. That stuff was bad, terrible. Imperial. I didn't. Have it was like eight percent. I didn't think PBR could make a bad beer. Super gross. <laughs> yeah. Right. I thought. I thought they were going to be gold for the rest of our lives. Or at least uh, blue ribbon quality. For real, it's just, <laughs> right. like if you just added like it's a Red Bull to it, you're like, oh, this is for a loco. That's all we've done. Yeah, we've just. Like, thought it was wow. the same thing. So it could be an idea for you guys, a little mixer. Just throw some Red Bull in We challenged ourselves staff-wise. We had an ongoing joke of just, like, revisiting our old days of, like, just grabbing a 12-pack or a 30-pack and sitting on the porch and hanging out until it's gone. Yeah, yeah. So we were like, we got to do this with seltzer, right? The old-fashioned race. And so there's three of us that I said, why don't you come on over? I'll fire up the grill. We'll hang out. Um, we talked about just joined the room that's trying to be really quiet. <laughs> we Our talked about the stupidest <laughs> shit ever that we couldn't remember. There might as well have just been an eight ball in the room. But all it was was a twelve pack of boy. Of now misters, I like this guy so. even more that just showed up. <laughs> 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 this is real. Uh, Brewer, Alan just rolled in with uh, five more beers. I was just joking a second ago, Alan. I'm like, I need to wave someone down for another beer. Yeah, that's nice of you. Nice. Now that yeah. he just made us aware of this very Ellen DeGeneres work environment. Kind of shoppy running. But that, yeah, that PBR seltzer was pretty was rough. Bad. So you guys have done, it so was, you, you drank until the we, end. We drank until the you guys end, ever do and then a we case drank ra- some more. You guys ever do a case yeah. race where it was like a case of beer, a bottle of booze, and a blunt? Ever do one of those? Um, 
Not like yesterday. Uh, we I mean, would do like that, ever. but we would do it. You, you had to run around naked while you did it. Yeah. <laughs> this was my. Co- all right. You're just. All right. Now you're just mocking me. Now you're just making fun uh, of me. He is mocking. Yeah, I got your yeah. ass. He is. So. He's no, I haven't. No. Shut up, Kevin. So what is so? What did you bring us? The you got Alan? Do you want to chime in? Sorry, yeah. Who just joined? Alan, our managing brewer, just joined us. He could tell apparently I was thirsty. Alan, real quick, everybody's heard this like three times. Uh, Don't tell the jokes again. No, the joke was terrible. (laughs) But apparently, if you do over eight percent beer, you get three seconds off. So I did, of course, the uh, Belgian Golden that we did with the firefighters. In what was my time? Four point. 4.08 4.08 seconds. Minus three. I'm in second place. Second yeah, place. Like Very respectable. At 1.08 seconds. But Alan brought us something. What did you bring us, Alan? Uh, this is a barrel-aged uh, golden sour that uh, we've aged and fermented on, sorry, I was backing away, on uh, Malbec must, uh, Argentinian Malbec must. Wow. So the beer is really similar to the one that uh, we just tasted and talked about. Different recipe, but similar to that Belgian golden. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ideas guy. Yes, okay, maybe that's what I'm doing. Uh, or maybe it's because I checked the. Eight you guys, so one of the things I actually noticed when I was looking for your bad untapped reviews was that you guys make oh, so Lord, many. Do, fucking, do we talk about those? Oh, we're definitely going to talk about those. We can do it while you're here if you want to. But Alan the, loves us. The thing that impressed me the most was that you guys just have so many fucking beers. Like, there was the list was like endless, essentially. And it's, I know you said that you uh, you love the triple because it's like it's a traditional Belgian ale. You don't see those as much anymore. But I wrote an article like that included you guys with your Mybox, so can, Belgian German styles. You do hazies. Like you guys are all over the map when it comes to brewing stuff. Like, is there any? Is it literally just kind of hey, this is what we feel like making right now? Or how does a lot of that decision making go down? Because this is a great sour, and I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have thought of you guys. I don't think of you guys a lot of times as a sour brewer. Right. I just yeah, I think no. of you as a lot of other things. Um, I, yeah, we just usually brew what we want to. When it comes to South Dock and the small yeah. brewery, um, obviously North and packaging um, is a little bit different, and lately that's been more fruit driven, but. Um, I think a lot of people kind of perceive us that way. We do make a lot of classic styles, right? <laughs> um, with, on top of like experimental stuff too. So. Sure, but a lot of the, like the experimental stuff happens here more than at the main For sure. production. Yeah, yeah, we'll sure. experiment here before we take it out. Yeah. Like Alan said, the nice thing about having this brewery is seven barrels. We can make whatever we want. And so right. we can do those traditional um, German lagers and, and Belgian beers and some sour stuff and, and Hefeweizens and Oldales, and, and so we can do whatever we want here. And going through seven barrels for us here, Eric, you go through it, depending on the beer, in a couple of weeks. Bassett was the uh, pineapple milkshake uh. IPA. Yep. So. And, and that was seven barrels, I think, in three weeks. Yep. So. Now, speaking of, like, sours and fruited beers and whatnot, like, where do you guys stand on the whole, like, fruit, smoothie, sour craze that's kind of happening right now? Uh, before anybody says anything, <laughs> I fucking <laughs> hate them. So, I think it's bull- I think they're bullshit, and I don't understand why people pay so much money for them, and I think it's what dumb. What kids crave. I, yeah, I, well, I hate, yeah, that's the thing, is that there's... Once you reach a certain scale, you make two different types of decisions, right? You make decisions that, like, hey, we're going to... We want to make, we want to kind of capitalize on uh, what people are enjoying right now. We're going to do it the best that we can, but is that driving every? You know, to me, I would think you want you don't want that driving every decision at the heart of your brewery. So I don't know where do you guys stand on those. I think we make whatever people want. 
Yeah. I don't like them personally. Good. I mean, Hot I'll taste them. That's the sound bite we're going to use. They're okay. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to sit down and drink one usually. But we've been doing that. So we do a small batch every a small batch beer every Friday, and lately that's kind of what those beers have been. Um, and they're you know we make two kegs, so a barrel of beer, and a lot of them we do sell out in a matter of like four hours. Right. right. Sure. Because um, yeah. people are so chills. Two hundred and how many 50 pints or something like that well and i think alan's being really modest because as much as he doesn't like them he knows how to treat them and make them taste really freaking good sure you can I mean, do really it's, great it's, a, it's juice and it's beer juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do do things we basically take dole <laughs> it's all brass monkeys it's all <laughs> things that make them not ferment though in, in the crowler so if you could Just make a beer clear, called the brass monkey i think I'd, i would enjoy it i would enjoy there, it there, there is one that exists uh i forget the brewery in in park hill makes a brass monkey okay so nice not that i want to send you another direction I, well, fuck oh, those guys. Right. Anyway, we're so we're going to end the podcast here. So. The rest of the episode well, is going to be with that. My malt liquor is called Paper Bag, and it's absolutely delightful. So we'll throw some oh, that's orange great. juice in that, right? Yeah. Isn't that what yeah. a brass monkey is? Orange juice that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, he's hip. He's cool. <laughs> he gets it. So your three lowest rated beers on Untap are the Garam Masala, the Superstition Springtime, and the Friar of Funk, which I think came up earlier. So the first two I've never heard of, so they were really small batches, or maybe they were like, unless, or maybe you can't pronounce what they're. That could be true, but this is 2020. We are judged by the smallest okay. thing that we've ever done in our entire. Oh, lives. The first two, right? All right, I'll first. have you read. I'll have you read the name of the beer. Okay. And that way, you, I, I probably butchered it, and then just read the uh, the rating it got, and then what the review was. It's the top one. Garam Masala Pub Ale. See, I didn't fuck it up. Yeah, we didn't make that. Wrong time. People chicken the beers. Yeah. Like yeah. Horrible, tastes like water with cloves in it. Mm. But it wasn't yours. No. no. That How the hell like, does that even happen? That's know. like the episode of The All Simpsons right, yeah. where he's like, oh, I, you know that beer with Skittles in it. And they're like, you just made that up. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's All right, how real. about Superstition Springtime Ale? That's your guys, right? Superfluous, uh, Superfluous. No. All right, so that? I think what we've figured out is that people are fucking idiots, and yeah. they don't know what they're doing <laughs> at any given point in time. You're just catching on to that right now? Yeah. No, <laughs> I think one of the things that we've figured out over the course of time after doing this is... Here's my favorite is real. Okay. Fry, that's the, that is ours. It, it will and give I you think a we have it on tap. You yeah. can form your own opinion, because I absolutely love that beer. I think it's, it's a great follow-up of the... The beer that we chugged, the, the Belgian beer that we chugged. But. So what do we got for Friar Funk? What they say about that? It's one? okay. I'm not a Belgian beer fan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not my style, but it's not bad. 2.5. There we go. That's yep. what the people want to hear. He's right in the middle. <laughs> That's almost as good as the ones who are like, this is great. Three and a half stars. Yeah. yeah. What is your standard here? Right? Yeah. You don't want to punch people in the face. I didn't look up a lot of reviews. Uh, I do have one. Yeah, I do most of the legwork on this podcast. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, While you're looking real quick, here's my favorite one ever that just occurred to me. Please. It was like a few <laughs> years ago, and it was it was about our, our SS Minnow Mild Ale. It, gosh, it could have been seven, eight years ago. But someone posted... This beer sucks. A mild ale is like a, an English style sure. light brown ale. There's three percent alcohol, three point two percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. 
beer sucks, it's too light, doesn't taste like anything, that somebody responded to the review right away and said, that's interesting, they just got gold at either the GBF or the World Beer Cup last week for this beer. <laughs> that was my favorite, because someone actually responded. Right. Someone rips it, and then another person chimes in. We're not far away from everybody just being, like, user's choice. You know, whatever, like, yeah. for GABF <laughs> medals, it's like, whatever some random asshole that doesn't understand what English beers are wants to give this, it's like, all right, that's going to be the medal. That's going to be the gold. That's going to be the gold. Please don't. As long as he has the most followers. You know, What's that? As long as he or she has the most followers. Yeah, that's all you really want. Let's pander. Let's just pander. Let's make an imperial seltzer. <laughs> that's good. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know. We talked about it. No, and this is just me venting because I also I work. We know it's been you venting for five minutes now. My God, I can vent for another twelve. <laughs> well, Steve also works on the service side, but you're the bus boy, so I feel like you get it worse than everybody else. Well, yeah, of course, but also like See, I was I sagged when I said that, like it just dropped his heart, like I just shot an arrow through. He's like, yeah, I'm the bus <laughs> oh, boy. Oh no, but... I'm very realistic about the truth that I live on we, a daily We've basis. seen we've seen <laughs> a really subtle live. like weird mix lately of like going from like super praise from like. We're, we're really stoked that like you're here and you're working your asses off right. to yeah. like sanitize everything to like which it should be that way damn Shouldn't it just you didn't make happy? eye contact i can't get that out of my wife you expect it out of a stranger yeah it's everybody's wearing masks it's only eye contact right. what do you mean like, we're all trying to verbal we're all trying to communicate with just like a huh uh, uh, do you need something? Are you mad? We have a number of new staff that uh, Eric has hired since we've been able to reopen, and I still don't feel like I totally know what they look like yeah, because they have masks on. It's like I finally got to do some OSHA training with someone. We all spread out. And yeah. I'm like, hey, take your mask off. Oh, now I know what you look like. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good O, by the way. Not like a. Oh, 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 jeez. Oh, 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 put that back on. Speaking of things uh, that we look like, I don't know, this just came to me. Kevin, you look like the uncle that wears a kiss the cook apron to every barbecue. <laughs> Even if you're not cooking. <laughs> we just met. I know. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've known me for 20 years. I can uh, see through your mask. Mine says, <laughs> I do have an apron. <laughs> it does not say kiss the cook, but it says, um, uh, women love me, Martha Stewart fears me, or something. I've had it for like 25 years. You know what I it only is. wear it for Thanksgiving. It's good. But it's something. Traditional attire. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> you know, it's what the pilgrims wore. <laughs> it's what the pilgrims wore. <laughs> it's the exact this same thing. This was before thing. Martha Stewart went to jail, so now I, yeah. She, did you see her thirst trap that she posted? Like Martha a week Stewart? ago? Yeah. No. She's like 86 and she looks good. Yeah? Yeah, she bust, she like busted a thirst trap from her pool and she's like, hi boys. What's that in was like the Alan? <laughs> she's not gonna come under your bridge. It doesn't matter how That's, good you think she looks. I know. She's not gonna come under your bridge in your She'll come box. on my bridge though if I play her. I mean, right. is there something in this beer besides the LSD I already tapped it with? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Drink the punch, everybody. So this was a unique review. Uh, not only because the person is general user, so they didn't even hiding behind a goddamn shield. That's actually a brilliant screen name. General yeah. user. <laughs> also sounds like somebody on the Death Star. <laughs> but this wasn't even about your tap room or anything. So Eric, could you do me a favor and just read this uh, and also give the, the ranking or the, or the rating? Um, so it's a one-star review. Okay. People constantly request dry dock apricot at the liquor store where I work. <laughs> 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 By the liquor store 
five minutes down the street and the owner of the store here has literally offered to go pick it up from another store where it is sold, they will not sell sell it to us. <laughs> <laughs> the hell did you do to these people? <laughs> we've, we've given up on trying this beer, which is a bummer. This is, <laughs> this is a really sad. cute boutique wine and beer uh, shop where we'd like to give our heavy local and charitable what, or clientele what we want. Um, it has been frustrating and hard to explain to people why the requests are not being Why met. you're refusing to sell these guys beer. Meanwhile, they didn't mention that they probably asked you for 10 cases of glassware for the six-pack a month they sell. <laughs> we're, we're your number one customer. Or they don't understand the three-tier system and they need to reach out to our distributor instead of us. Yeah, yeah. that's one of my favorite phone calls. Like, you know, I own a store. How do I get your beer? Well, we, you go through our distributor and let me... How much do people time. hate this boutique liquor store that they went down the street to another liquor store and they won't even sell it to them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that gets me. It's like everybody in town knows not to sell us apricot wheat. Oh, yeah. That lady's like, I don't actually work in a liquor store. It's a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and we sell Keystone Light, so no, I can't get you anything from Dive Dry Dock. Got to get it authorized, man. Tall boys. Speaking of apricot, weird segue. Uh, was that I actually read an article today about how apricot beers in particular were really had like a heyday like in the late 90s when something when things like Magic Hat Number no. Nine and I think Pyramid also made another. I think you're an talking to the right group here as far as tapping into the late 90s. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> bunch of old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were really tapping into our audience. And the reason I thought it was interesting was because it's one of your guys. Is it? Is that your flagship? Technically, is that your number one seller? By default. I don't think not by choice. That wasn't the intent, right? Wasn't the intent, but it just happened. It just worked out that way. It just happened, and yeah, when so I told you, homebrew shop, two thousand two, opened the brewery in two thousand five, made a homebrew recipe, apricot. Customers started buying it, made it at the super small pots and pan brewery when I was brewing. Told you that story. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Started making apricot, and we thought it'd just be a seasonal, and it just took off. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, copying, copying pyramid and and magic hat number nine, and trying to do it better. Um, as a home brewer back then, and no idea it would take off. Like I think Oasis would have been the other one, late Oasis 90s up that in had Boulder, an apricot right? yeah. at the time. Yeah. They're, well, uh, yeah, they're in Denver now. Now they, they're they're former, they're, they've been on the podcast. Well, I, so my first beer when I first started drinking was my first beer I ever really like put a stamp on. Like, I love this beer. This beer like represents like part of who I am. Is Magic Hat number nine. Yeah, just whatever reason, like the marketing was great and the, yeah, the beer I itself was run good. Run around naked while dumping it all over myself. It was the best of times. <laughs> it was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And I, that beer will always stick with me as like the thing kind of got me into craft beer and kind of got me away off like from the domestic train, so to speak. Uh, do you guys remember what that was for you? Like your first beer that you had? I want to know. Like, Alex, I'm all actually. in on I'm all in on craft beer, and you actually like this is I'm all about this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go down with this ship. Well, since we're talking about the '90s, I'm gonna say Zima. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, let's go. He was way ahead of the seltzer. <laughs> Did you put I, a Jolly Rancher? I, lo- I love seltzer. No, actually, we're actually gonna Zima bomb you right now. We grew uh, when I was in high school. We were in a dry county. 
Um, so no liquor, but we had beer. And Zima came came along, and it was stronger than all the beer out there. So that's what we would beer bomb oh, was Zima. <laughs> Zima. You should talk to Cardi B about being in a dry county. She has a song out right now that seems to beg, beg to differ. Uh, yeah, very wet and gushy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll edit some parts of the podcast off the top of my head. The rest of it will have to be done later. You literally do no editing. In the I podcast. <laughs> he does yeah. zero editing on the podcast. So Zemo. But, no, no, your... no. Really, my, the, my, my first craft beer was Sam Adams Boston Lager when I was like 16. Sure. So that was the one that kind of got me into it. And um, my cousin gave me that. Um, don't tell anybody that because I was only you 16. Just told. <laughs> you literally just told. I tell that story a lot. Told everything. Uh, Statue of Limitations is up on that one. Yeah, this is basically therapy. (laughs) Right. We have patient doctor confidentiality. My first actual beer was Schlitz uh, camping in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And I think I had to call mom about this one. I'm like, when did I get in so much trouble for stealing Schlitz from dad? And I didn't hide the cans well enough. And I had like four of them. Where'd you hide them? I don't know, but probably like under the desk. Like where the fuck do you yeah, think that's had drank so much, I just threw them with all the rest of the kids. We like 12 or 13. Well, we used the woods like, behind I thought them. I had to put it somewhere else where I could have just thrown them with the rest of the The reason kids. I ask is just because I like threw, I we used to use the woods like in our backyard. Throw like that wasn't woods. suspicious. No one's ever going to see that. No, no especially when dad mows the grass, you know. And it's right, at the, it's right at the edge of the fucking lawn. The first ones I had was Schlitz. And I can picture the label, because we shouldn't have been doing it at 13 or whatever. And then first craft beer, um, uh, Iowa State, uh, Liney's Red. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like the only thing we could get at Iowa State, the Memorial Union, go study there. And there was this really cool bar with live music that was open during the day all the time. And so <laughs> the cool nerdy kids would stay there and drink beer. There were no chicks there. Sure. Like you said, so that I did not do the have to run around naked. But the guys who like to drink and play. We got a podcast full of virgins right now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was my first one. Is Liney's Red I drank all through college and then moved to Colorado. Back when Red Ales had their heyday, huh? Yeah. One of the things that we. Flavor. Yeah, one of the, yeah, anything. Just please give me. Yes, anything. <laughs> I'll take whatever you give me. Well, one of the other things we like to do is uh, talk about your least favorite styles so we can get to because mine's always like reds and ambers and stuff so we can get to that in a second but Eric what was your first like craft beer that you really loved um, can I begin by saying I was an early bloomer <laughs> <laughs> my first French kiss and my first beer was when I was nine whoa oh, oh, um, with the same uncle <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a cousin of my neighbor her name was Diane Hammerquest and we stole some uh <laughs> We stole some old styles and, <laughs> <laughs> and sat outside by the, the uh, outdoor fire pit and uh, pounded those and then melted our G.I. Joes and Barbie dolls in the fire pit. And it was, nice. it was this so sounds, amazing. This sounds like a recent Tinder date. <laughs> no, I'm all about that story. Burning things in fire. Somebody's name is actually Hammer Quest. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's metal as hell. I would take that. I also got 14, got 14 stitches in my chin for that woman. So, uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> was this all on the same occasion? It was all the same summer of love. Same summer so of love. So it was good. Man. It was a roller coaster of emotion <laughs> that you went through. How'd you get the stitches in? Oh, uh, well, it was I, a hammer I was, and a quest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, uh, was actually riding with a group of my friends to go visit her in the neighboring town and decided to switch bikes because... My neighbor's uh, banana seat, Huffy, was so much cooler than mine 
that I thought I should ride that, hit a rock, flipped over the handlebars, and just tore my chin off. Yeah, did she still make out with you after that? <laughs> you know, that was kind of close to the end of things. <laughs> That's when things took a turn. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I started to describe to her like how painful it was when I poop, and I didn't realize how many facial muscles I used when I pooped. Well, you're using a lot like, right she now, just kinda, so I feel like I'm watching your poop face. I know, I'm pooping. we're on the podcast. <laughs> I feel like I just learned a lot <laughs> about you. Corey, she ditched you fucking fast, man. Wow. It's the first sign just... of trouble, and she's like, I'm out of here, Uggo. <laughs> I just think You're it's one of the best stories. So. If only she could see you now, she'll know what she missed out on. Oh. Yeah, put so, the bandana on. Do you know what she's up to now? Uh, no. No. I feel like a hammer no. quest would be an like, easy Google yeah. search. Probably a, a trailer park somewhere, I hope. <laughs> So yeah, Mary and her last name is Smith now. <laughs> uh, first craft beer that I ever had. Oh, was I forgot actually, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, was that? So if you're out there, yeah. please, please <laughs> call me. <laughs> Okay, now back to here. Five, five, five. Cars healed. I have a better bike. (laughs) I'm a tap room manager. I drive a Dodge Stratus. Oh god. (laughs) Oh yeah. The sunlight. That one got me. That one got me. Uh, <laughs> first crap beer. First crap beer. Uh, was was really a, a homebrew. I, I didn't try <laughs> craft beer. Hey, homebrew is craft. I know um, it is craft. But okay, go ahead. No, but it's, I moved here in '92, so it was um, it was summer of love. It was fat tire. Yeah, it sure. was just that's that's what everybody was still drinking at the time. That's where the buzz was. Um, you know, you were still uh, Breckenridge was still kind of in its infancy. Uh, as a brewery, stuff like that. So, New Belgium was kind of king. Uh, you know, Silver Plume stood out a lot to me. Red Lady, again, kind of just anything with flavor as yeah. far as things small, like that real go. Real quick, how small was New Belgium in '92? They had to be like super small still. Like, right? You, not you could actually get a tour then. No, not like here at Dry Dock where you can get a tour. Probably not now because of COVID. But you know, other times. Like you said, they're not in there. Station wagon anymore, dropping off beer, but they had to no. Be they still were still small, right? Right. They yeah. were still really, That's really cool small. And and again, you know, you talk about the evolution and, and as breweries change and stuff like that. Um, you know, to me, that beer changed, or maybe my palate changed, or maybe a combination of both, because then it was, you know, I'd I'd rather drink things like the the transatlantic than, you know. Sure touch fat tire again so speaking of changing uh you guys are rebranding right now right or you just did we did a little brand refresh yeah it took us forever that stuff takes a long time but we got it done what a few months ago maybe three months ago yeah yep just had to freshen it up a little bit i mean it had been since since we opened the brewery it's like we didn't think about marketing i never thought we'd be this big sure we just i like boats slap some Shit on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this mermaid looks good, and oh, here's man. the HSMS Victory. Let's put that on the amber ale. And it's like, and so we finally had some. Kevin, some how'd you start this brewery? I like boats. I like <laughs> <laughs> Why is your name Dry Dock? Well, I like boats and scuba diving. So, but then now that we've gotten bigger, we actually hired a branding company out of Seattle, and they helped us uh, do a brand refresh. The biggest thing I think is the brand refresh was good, and then switching to the cartons and bright colors and 
cartons. It looks so much nicer in the liquor store. And so, yeah. and we did that in conjunction with the hard seltzers we talked about. Yeah. Know? And I think they killed it on the hard seltzers. Um, we talked a bunch about the brand name being Misters and the colors and the flavors. Uh, we didn't we actually like talk about it being like Misters and like with the whole brand identity. Yeah. Was. So, it's kind so of actually, a separate... I'm, I'm curious to know about that specifically is uh, the coming up with a new brand and was it something that you wanted to like be in line with everything else that dry dock did or was it something that was supposed to exist kind of on its own as like an ancillary brand within your brewery like well, we talked like, earlier about how we wanted to get in the seltzer game right it's like so we decided to get in the seltzer game but Alan then we rolled didn't want to spin it off. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to eat in the seltzer game. But we didn't want to play it off. <laughs> we. <laughs> we. The royal we. <laughs> Guys, yeah. toe the company line. <laughs> Everybody in my office after this. So at any rate, we wanted to do the seltzer as a separate brand, but then we didn't hide away from that as dry dock, right? Because some of the crepperies to do it, it's just separate. Separate thing. Um, so yeah. we tried to make dry dock. There's like three tiers in marketing or whatever. So misters is the main thing, and then the colors and the flavor. But dry dock's still really prevalent. So we want people to know that it's us yeah. that's doing it because we have some a little bit of street cred under the bridge, um, I hope. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I mean, that's all the cans. Yeah, sometimes there, Steve picks up those cans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're worth a, a little bit more money than they were before COVID now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Aluminum is very scarce. Yeah. <laughs> and then we decided, okay, we're going to do this. And then Brandy Company helped us with that. And then uh, we all had a bunch of meetings. And Alan did an awesome job with working with our flavoring company. Because we decided, okay, we want to do, we got this great line. We want to do ginger. And then he would reach out to them and they gave me some ginger and it tasted like atomic wasabi or something. It's like, a little much. Alan referred to it as war grade ginger. <laughs> war grade ginger. And so he had to keep working with them to get the, the balance of all the, all the flavors. Right. So, um, so yeah, we decided to spin it off as kind of a different brand, but still make dry dock prevalent. So people knew yeah. it was coming from Makes us. sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. That's cool. I like that. Worst beer style. Um, you, Tell you, me about you, it. No, you said your least favorite. Oh, dude, I fucking hate Ambers. So Yingling sucks. A big one. I fucking hate Yingling. Ambers. Why do you and hate Ambers? Red, because this, you they're hate plain America? as fuck. They're plain <laughs> as fuck. I know England. Ambers themselves. <laughs> I know that's like it was like the Colorado style forever, right? This whole state was founded on Ambers essentially. I just they're boring as fuck. I don't like them. There's nothing about it. If you have a hot new Amber. I got someplace else to be, oh, is essentially man. what I like to say. <laughs> so Ambers, Reds, and Winter Warmers, I would say, are usually my top three. Kevin, do you want to talk favorite. about the first award Dry Dock won? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys are splashing <laughs> awards and medals around like it's going yeah, out of style. Yeah, yeah, I thought our flagship was going to be our ESB. So get this, I call when it. When only three people enter the category, you're bound to finish in the top. Hey, there was 47 and I was a home brewer. I was <laughs> Called it an ESB when ESB was terrible. Then I called it an Amber when everybody hated Ambers. I should have called it an Amber first and then an ESB. But uh, my least favorite and this, someone I dated the thing is I dated a girl named Amber and I should have called her especially. Yes. <laughs> I'm a little buzzed. Hey, remember? Hey, remember when Steve said I usually like to be the comedy side of the especially podcast? sucky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. 20 seconds late. All right, do you feel good now? But if you had a name like Hammer Quest. Fucking hell yeah, dude. Amber Hammer Quest. Am- I mean, that, put an Amber in it. Yes, Hammer Quest. 
Hamber Quest is okay. I'll take Hamber Quest. That'd be a good uh, chain restaurant. All right. Hamber Quest? All right. Smoked Belgian Dark IPAs. It's a Belgian Dark IPA. Smoked Belgian Dark IPA. That's your favorite. It's a very narrow category. Where did you have this? Nobody else likes those either. I don't, think you got a lot of, I don't think you're going to get a lot of comments. Yeah, I combined two. Who I was like, it? I don't like smoked beers. Okay. Because I, I would like my, my smoked meat separate from, and it's traditional German. I also, beers. I don't, anytime I've had a smoked beer, I feel like the smoked tastes artificial. Like, it, Not it, always, it, but I still want my smoked meat separate from my beer. Yeah. I mean. And then Belgians with too many hops and dark IPAs with Right, the, the, a couple, answers, couple of I've been thinking about it all day. A couple of years ago, uh, the, where uh, when everybody was trying to get in on the, like the IPA craze, you had German brewers, Belgian brewers. They're like, "We'll just add American hops to this, and it'll be good, right? People will want this." And it just—I don't think it worked the way anybody thought yeah, it would. So, no. no, I don't think that's good. What about you guys? What are your least favorite beer styles? Oh yeah, you go. Yeah. You have another story about your childhood. Oh Every <laughs> single beer is tied. <laughs> Every single beer is tied to an X. <laughs> Way more entertaining. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I hate anything. I probably could find something. Everything. I, I'm getting to it, but I don't generally like. <laughs> I don't generally like brown ales. I don't like a lot of those. Um, and like India pale lagers or super hoppy okay. lagers. I don't. I don't dig those. Is either, your disdain so. for brown similar to my disdain for ambers and reds? Where I'm like, this is just like, all right, fine. It's a beer, but like, yeah, I just don't feel like you know, there's some good it. ones. But yeah, you know, there's yeah, basically, I, I don't really like that flavor yeah. profile i'd rather if you're gonna give me um toasty and caramel malts just give it to me in a stout you know throw some roast in there too and it then, to me. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah essentially all Thanks, right really your, he's got a he's tell, got a, tell fist, a fist on his chin <laughs> the year was 1982 <laughs> i just got done running around naked at college <laughs> No, I, I think my problem is that I'm just a little bit of a slut when it comes to beer. <laughs> so yeah. it's it just... It's so is my ex-girlfriend. If, it's, gonna, if it's in the yeah, fridge, I'm, I'm going to drink it. I just really need to think about like the time and place. Like, you know, does, is this what I'm kind of in the mood for? You know, there was a time where I really didn't like sours, but I guess I just didn't have a good sour. I am, well, that's a, you we, know, we talk about and this on the so, podcast a lot. I was pretty against sours. And we've had a lot of sours lately in the podcast, and I enjoy all of them. Yeah. I haven't had this sour. It's a matter of finding the right ones. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's almost the right season or just, like, the right pairing. You know, when, when I think about Dry Dock, I think about, um, you know, the first beer I ever had from Dry Dock was actually the Vanilla Porter. But I think about the fundraising event that I was at. It was a, a luau party at the Grower House in North Denver. It was awesome, setting the tone. This was not with Diane. Um, this was, <laughs> but there was a, it was a great pig roast. Music was awesome. And you think about a, a beer that I was used to drinking other vanilla porters, but suddenly this vanilla porter really stood out. Like you, you caught all the elements that paired really well with the dinner. And every time I drink that beer now, you kind of have that experience. Yeah. But at the same time, like with the evolution of beer and like having the privilege of like drinking in the earlier nineties and the mid nineties when craft beer was really kind of starting to become something I felt like um and ambers and reds and things of that nature and browns were kind of like your go-to on right. those elements yeah, yeah. and then you you were so happy to get away from it and evolve into other things that sometimes you're like 
fuck, I just miss like a full bodied brown, like an English style yeah. brown or like a really good red. Right. There was a lot of shitty beers in those categories Still back then. Still are. I just saw, I just saw. <laughs> but there are a few that actually really stand out. So they're, they're still worth. So I'll just claim yeah. slut on this one. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend, we, I just went camping with her. Is her name Amber? No, thank God. Uh, her parents had a bunch of Newcastle in the cooler. And I hadn't seen Newcastle in like five fucking years. So to see it, it's, it's rebranded now too. It doesn't look like it used to, but. I almost tried one. I almost, uh, you didn't try one? I, you didn't try, I didn't one. try one. I did not you gotta try it. one just for nostalgia's sake if it's just sitting in the cooler. Well, see, I used to love Newcastle. Right. Way back. Yeah, same. High school. But that's like yeah, a bastardization yeah. of a brown, in yeah. essence. It, it's its own thing. Like, that had to kind of take on a style, so to speak, to be mass-marketed or whatever. But that, that not what I would consider to be, if you have a brown at, like, a craft brewery or something. Yeah. Definitely, like, lighter in body. Uh, yeah, it tastes like a corn lager with... Yeah, sure. Coloring in it. That yeah. is what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah, A little bit of syrup. A little bit, yeah. Splash of syrup. Just the right amount of syrup. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still <laughs> eat a White Castles every once in a while to remind myself why I shouldn't. Where? What? You, <laughs> last time we ate at White Castle, we are like, we're going tomorrow now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where was the White true. Castle you were going to? Yeah, don't hog it. I, I'm, I'm silver. It's only from the Chicago area. So oh, okay. go home, There's a like, ton of White Castles out there. There is. Yeah. Not out yeah. here. Let's go after yeah. that. So. Nashville Crap Brewers Conference, we have White Castle three nights in a row? Every night. You didn't go for like hot Remember. chicken in Nashville? Oh, we did that during the day. Oh, this was like, yeah. we had an Uber to the fucking White Castle. We're all leaving some yeah. bar. Yeah, this was, and we had an Uber to the White Castle and then Uber back a mile because we can't walk. This was fifth, this was fifth or sixth meal at this oh, point. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Especially at those things where it's just all consumption all the time yeah, when you're at yeah. CBC. And don't get me wrong, White Castle still rivals Crystal's. So I apologize to anyone in the South, but. Never had Crystal's. You don't have Never to apologize to anybody in the South. That's not something we have to do on here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's not necessarily what the podcast is aiming for right here. Uh, that being said, Zaxby's is my... Oh, I can go for some Zaxby's all the time. Ever had Zaxby's? Fried chicken? Mm-hmm. We're all looking at you like we have no idea what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I've never had it. It's good. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's a Georgia... This podcast is brought to you well, by Steve, Zaxby's Fried Chicken. Steve bombing on a joke is probably the best place to end this podcast. So is there anything that you guys want? I think Eric has one more story. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I do have another story, actually. This is basically missed connections on Craigslist. <laughs> I saw you. We were both naked. Running around. I broke my jaw on my huffy bike. <laughs> pouring magic hat on him to our sexual <laughs> Well, thanks guys so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, we uh, really appreciate you guys having us and being in this, like, this is such an amazing space. It like, really is. It's, come down to this tasting room, and what's the deal with the other one? Because I've only actually ever been to this one, so are you, is that more of the production facility? Of the other one's, yeah, it? it's, a, it's bigger. It's huge. Yeah. yeah, bigger production facility, 30,000 square feet, and has a just golf course. Tasting room's still there, but smaller. Tasting room, it's kind of like an old school, kind of more intimate yeah. tasting room, which is cool. Good to see all the big equipment and catering line and everything, and then cool. just golf course and, and you guys, uh, more limited hours. But at yeah. that one, you have a pretty good outdoor space for like social distancing and stuff too, right? We yeah. do, and, and I think the other thing too is like we're all here enjoying the house game and, and bantering and having a good time. Yeah. Um, but the great thing about the, the North location is there, it's actually like slightly opposite because there are no TVs. So we find our clientele there is coming there to see other clientele 
to socialize, to, to mingle, right. um, which is a little bit harder in these times. But we, we still have a lot of just, it, it's just a different following for that location. Yep. It's the same great beer um, and a lot more space, which is actually one of the more fun comedy nights that we posted. Was, oh, was yeah. It was, so, uh, when, I, when I did it, it was packed and it was, there were so many people in there. And I didn't think that they could, uh, like, I mean, Harrison does a great job with whatever he does. I didn't think he was going to be able to get speakers big enough to fill that room, and he did. And it was really kind of a sight to see for like. When Harrison wants to make it happen, he makes it. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about Harrison Garcia, another local Denver comic that runs the shows with you guys at Dry Dock. And you guys have something coming. You get, you said you, you kind of teased maybe doing something it's, in the future. It's in the works. We're we're looking at the uh, second to last weekend of September. So I think that falls out or falls in at September nineteenth. Okay. Saturday. Nice. So looking at doing that here at South Dock. So just going to plan a walkthrough and make sure we can get through the details. And sure. Sure yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Through. Other than other than the show or potential show, is there anything you want to let people know about that's coming up? Anything that you want to plug or just maybe about the service that you guys have going on here during, you know, the restricted times? You guys really want to wrap this up or you want to learn the long story? I mean, this is, <laughs> this is what I do. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff. Actually, I pointed it there. <laughs> I'll tell you that Eric and his old crew at the Red in the Tasting Room, um, we've got a lot of space, both locations. We work really closely with Tri-County Health. Um, and they're, they're actually showing us as an example for businesses in oh, yeah. Tri-County. And, and we've actually been on some um, some webinars with other businesses, and they've asked um, uh, us to speak on that our, our behalf and how we're doing it right. And so I would just say in terms of COVID, um, and we're getting tons of reviews that said, hey, they're doing it right. Yes. And then you yeah. We should point out that these guys. That says, that says, oh, my God, I didn't have to do this here. We should it's point like, out that these right. guys had a 4.7 uh, rating on uh, Google. So we like oh, yeah, to focus so. Yeah, we like to yeah. focus on the, the bad no, stuff. They're, they're yeah, funny, yeah. but it's been great to hear people say, hey, I don't go out anywhere. And my favorite sports bar I won't go to because they're doing it quite right. But, right. Um, but it's been great to get the reviews that we are doing it right at both locations. Yeah. We don't want to. If we have an outbreak of us or employees, we got to shut down. I mean, we want to be right. safe for us, right. for our, our employees, our coworkers, exactly. and customers. And so I would just give Eric and his old crew a ton of props for that. And also Alan and the whole production crew for yeah. um, it's a pain in the butt, but at least we can have guests come in here and we've got lots of space at both locations. Yeah. And, and it, it's a team nervous, effort. Well. And, and I think the, the main goal, we, I could go on, but there is a lot of wonderful things that are happening. Um, we're, we're really good about posting everything on social media. So if you follow us there, uh, you, you can see the, the cool things that we're doing. Some of it kind of seems a little kitsch, but it's, it's weird how COVID kind of created these wonderful niches. Like my favorite thing to do is, is hosting bingo at North Dock. I love it. I love the banter. I love rolling and just calling out those numbers and talking shit to everybody. It's so much fun. Um, but the key thing is, is it is fun and what, this whole thing kind of took away from a lot of breweries not to end on like a down note but hopefully kind of bring it back up well, we is, usually end on a is <laughs> <laughs> the fact that like that's what breweries what people look for breweries to do it's like yeah. experiment taste yeah. new things um and and have fun and social interaction so trying to get back to as close of a norm as we can within these regulations is really kind of important to us. Yeah. It also keeps our jobs interesting. Right. So yeah, for yeah. sure. I think comedy will help you. Our experiences with that have been that everybody's like thrilled to have us. 
People could use a good laugh. Yeah, absolutely. And good beer, too. So, Alan, tell us a joke. Yeah, you're on the podcast now. I have to tell a joke. Yeah. And chug a beer. Well, when I, was, when I was thinking about this earlier, I was like, I need to come up with clean jokes, but now I've heard you guys talk, so yeah, I don't okay. know. Yeah. But I want to go with one of my clean jokes anyway. Okay. Cricket walks into a bar, sits down at the bar. Bartender says to him, hey, we got a drink named after you. I'm sorry. I screwed that up. I'm starting All right, over. Thank you for listening to the Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> Sam podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>